Well, Ulysses, uh, we roll along with our player review series, and today we're going to spotlight Taylor Walls. There's a lot to get into. I think we've done a player review every single week of Taylor Walls, but this should be fun. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to check us out on our YouTube page, Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And we are always accepting mailbag questions, comments, concerns, hot takes, whatever it may be, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. And you're more than welcome to send us voice memos to that email address as well. So as we do with these player reviews, what went well, what went wrong, the player's future that we think will be with the team, and uh, the grade for that respective player. So let's get into it. Taylor Walls. What went well with Taylor Walls? Well, let's get started with the big picture. I think I've had these numbers memorized since the end of the season because we talk about it, about him so often. Um, but here it is nonetheless. The slash line is a 172, 268 on base, and a 285 slugging. That's a 553 OPS. Eight home runs, 38 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, only three caught stealing. He was a negative 0.5 F4 player in the 2022 season with a 66 WRC plus and an OPS plus of 63. Um, if we want to highlight the, the good things for Taylor Walls um, to start off this episode, I think the first one that I, that I, I have to acknowledge is the BSR, which has been negative for most if not all of the players that we've reviewed so far for the race, he his right. is actually impressive. Um, it, it, he, it, he has it at three point two, and that means that he's rated fortieth in all of MLB with players that had more than four hundred plate appearances. He's fortieth, so I, I think that is a, a a big important factor in how he can bring value to the team. He knows how to run the bases, uh, go first to third, second home which is very valuable. Yes. Um, I think overall with Taylor Walls, what's interesting is you mentioned his F4. So negative 0.5 was his F4. As you sip yes. whatever you're sipping there. <laughs> yes, I am. You caught me in mid-sip, yeah. Okay. Uh, his B war is 2.5. So obviously there's a discrepancy and disparity between uh, B-Ref and uh, F-War. So just going to throw that out there. But Taylor Walls, what I appreciate about what he did for the Rays in 2022 was um, the defense. I know that Baseball Savant doesn't rate him all that highly, but if you look at defensive runs saved, he was tied with Nolan Arenado in that department and basically top five, top six in all of baseball, uh, no matter the position. And speaking of positions, uh, it's not an easy thing to do to be told one day you're going to play short, the next day you're going to play second, the next day you're going to play third. So that versatility thing and being able to be consistent 
in all of those positions defensively, I think uh, counts for a lot. And something we can't say a lot about other players on the 2022 roster is he stayed healthy and available, played 142 games for the Rays and um, showed more pop than probably expected. I mean, I know it's not, uh, you know, he's not uh, Hank Aaron by any means, but what, eight, nine home runs, uh, close to 20 doubles. Um uh, you know, at least he provided a little bit of punch uh, in the opportunities that he had. Uh, and just generally, he does he does have a good eye for the strike zone. He does work counts. Uh, does he, I guess we get into the negatives on this, does he take advantage of what can and what's available? Time? Probably not. But uh, that's something that we can say about him in the positive end of things. And also... Um, just something that you need, you need a couple of guys or at least one guy on your roster like Taylor walls in the sense of he plays hard. He gives effort. Uh, he's, he's that type of, um, dirt bag player, if you will. Yeah, no, I, I, you're, you're definitely right on the, um, on the defensive end of things and, and good for you for pointing out that the health thing, I mean, obviously in 2022, there were not a lot of race players who could say that they could play 130 plus games. And, and he's definitely one of them. I, I looked this up the, with the defensive run saved specifically for shortstops. He was rated eighth. Um, so mm-hmm. again, he, he was, he was really good for defensive run safe. We might get into another metric that might not like him so much, but yeah, that he was rated right behind IKF and which makes me think there's something to that. Um, cause you, you heard a lot of Yankee fans either say they really liked, um, uh, IKF at shortstop or that they were not the biggest fans of IKF at shortstop. And I think you might right. find that also from, from race fans on Taylor Walsh. But one more thing I, I would like to point out that I didn't know, but while doing research for this episode, uh, I found out he was actually rated uh, 30th in MLB, all MLB, 30th in walk rate. Uh, with players with that had more than 400 uh, plate appearances, uh, that's mm. that's impressive. His walk rate at 11.2 um, ranked him 30th for all MLB players that had more than 400 plate appearances. So uh, I know it, you. For those that don't want to say anything positive about Taylor Walls, you might say that we're nitpicking here, but I don't think so. I think 400 plate appearances is a chunk, especially in, in a, in a team that loves platooning um, to, to cross that barrier, I think does speak to the availability. Like you said, staying yeah. healthy and rate when you're rated 30th in all MLB in something good. <laughs> yeah. I think no, no matter the sample size, especially if it is something like 400 plate appearances, I think that's commendable. Certainly. And I think that you compound that with he's just after wrapping up this season, he's just over one year of service time. But you're talking about a rookie who ranked in that metric. And it goes back to having a good understanding of the strike zone and plate discipline and working counts and so forth. Now, I will also add that he's up there 26, going to be 27 years old by the time next season wraps up. So he's, um, 
it's not like he's a 21, 22 year old rookie by any means, but that yeah. certainly counts for something. And I don't know whether to put this on the good end of things or the bad end of things, but uh, his BABIP was 221. So you would think that um, if you had more of a, a regression or progression to the mean with that, that he would have a higher batting average than uh, the monstrosity that we saw from him in 2022, which we are certainly going to get to after this, uh, which is bet online. We got to tell you about bet online before we uh, continue with the Taylor walls player review. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats, news and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football, basketball, soccer, esports. It is all covered on BetOnline.net. Uh, you're talking about the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to the website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. All right. Uh, getting to the negatives with Taylor Walls from the 2022 campaign. Ulysses, where would you like to kick it off with that? I would like to kick it off that every metric Offensive metric, I should say. Every offensive metric says he should not get this many at bats. Um, right. I, I know I just said about the walk rate, but got. I mean, if you look at the splits versus right-hander, uh, pit, right-handed pitching and, and left-handed pitching, it's basically the same. It's not like, oh well, you can use them against lefties or you can use them against righties. The 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 slash lines are basically the same uh, you're looking at a 175 batting average against righties a 164 against lefties you're looking at a 560 ops against righties you're looking at a 530 ops against mm-hmm. lefties i guess the only real big split was he did get seven home runs against against right-handed pitching so maybe there might be a little bit more pop from the left-hand side but again when you look at the ops 560 533 yeah. those are not playable numbers they're just not um this is more of a guy who you have as a 26 man who can be a defensive replacement and can give you really shorten up your defense when you need it but 400 plus plate appearances it's just going to be kind of a detriment to your offensive production yeah and i think that just speaks to the injuries that were experienced with brandon lau and wander franco i don't think Taylor Walls, maybe Taylor Walls did, but definitely the front office expected or were asking before the season or or kind of thumping their chest of, oh yeah, we need Taylor Walls to get 400 at-bats in 2022. I don't think that was was in the cards for them or for anybody. And I'm glad you mentioned the splits as a left-handed hitter, right-handed hitter, whatever it may be. A uh, little hot take or, or theory here. Maybe this is a case of Taylor Walls being spread too thin. You're basically asked after a couple of injuries and um, asked um, because of the emergence of Wander Franco that you're no longer a everyday or a shortstop first guy. You're a utility versatility guy. So we're going to have you play short. We're going to have you play second. We're going to have you play third. Additionally, we're going to have you be a switch hitter. Additionally, you're going to have to do that at the major league level in basically your full first full season of major league ball. So 
I wonder, and this is just something I'm throwing out there, maybe ditch the switch hitting thing and focus on one side of the plate. Or maybe it's he would be in a better situation or position if he was to go to a team that would, you know, just play him as a shortstop. I feel like it's trying, you're trying with Taylor Walls to do a little bit too much with him. And I think that you almost have to, to simplify things, whether it is defensively keeping him to one position or offensively just focus, uh, focusing on one side of the play. Uh, I mean, if you were to find a team that could play him at shortstop every day, that team would have to be already uh, an offensive juggernaut. Like I'm talking the eight, the Anaheim Angels. You know, you, right. you, when you've got or rebuilding team. And, yeah, exactly. Or, or rebuilding team. Exactly. Like you're just just putting in the you're just clocking in, clocking out as a 162 game team. Sure, then then have Taylor Walls. But I think that the most the best place for him would be surrounded by other guys that he doesn't really have to be the guy with the stick that sometimes unfortunately he was put into that situation with the race this year where he had to be the guy to come through and right. um you know we all remember the walk-off home run and, and and that's and that's fantastic but overall that's that wasn't him and I think there is something to it about dropping one uh, because you, you, you got to understand when you're a major league switch hitter, your time is now divided in two. You're not going to get double the time that everybody does in the cage. No, everybody gets, let's say a hundred yeah. swings and now you got to go 50, 50. That's, that's, that's an issue. So, so if you were to just focus on one, may, maybe you would get a little bit uh, of a better Taylor walls. And that's why I kind of go back to the spread too thin point of you're trying to work on both sides of the plate and you're trying to focus on and, and fine tune. Look, we know what he can do at shortstop, but you also have to learn the intricacies of playing second and third. And that's a lot to put on basically a rookie player. Now, continuing with Taylor Walls and in, in the not so good angle department, whatever we want to call it, um, it seemed like... And actually, I mean, this is maybe more of an indictment on the umpires out there. We, we mentioned the eye for the strike zone with Taylor Walls, and maybe this is because of his lack of experience to this point. But he, there were times where he would get jobbed on a called strike three call, or there was a pitch that was, should have been a ball by all intents and purposes, and it was called a strike. But maybe that also goes back to you have to understand the scenario. You have to understand what type of pitcher you're facing and what type of umpire catcher is behind the plate. But there were there, his eye is so good. Yeah, that should have been a ball there, but it was called a strike, whether it was strike one, strike two, or strike three. Now, on the flip side of that, there were also a lot of times seemingly with Taylor Walls where he would have a pitch right down Broadway, right down the middle of the plate, and he wouldn't do anything with it. He would foul it off oftentimes. That just anecdotally. No, I I I one hundred percent agree with that uh, anecdotal or the eye test, for example. I know yeah. people, uh, you know, crap on the eye test if most of the time, but the eye test does have its place as long as you have the analytics behind it. If you have the stats behind it, 
there were so many times where he was frozen with a fastball down the middle. And I feel like not to go too retro on some of our rate locked on race listeners or, uh, or watchers because they're watching us on YouTube and they're subscribing and they're hitting that like mm-hmm. button so we can reach more race fans that haven't heard of this podcast. Thank you for that. Um, Dan Johnson. Dan Johnson used to be that guy. I mean, he was just caught in between all the time, and that's why he was sent down because of, you know, maybe swinging at a dirt in the uh, a ball in the dirt and then letting a fastball down the middle just go by uh, because mm-hmm. he was being so patient. I feel like also now this is a little bit of a nouveau race, uh, Nate Lowe. When, when Nate Lowe was Nate Lowe and not Nathaniel Lowe, that, that was also his issue as well. Maybe being a little bit too passive at the plate and not really going for it. Maybe Taylor Walls is in that same predicament where he does have a really good eye and he feels like this ball should not be called a strike when it is, but he's letting other pitches go by. Um, so maybe that's something that he could work on during the – everybody has homework. Yeah. Maybe that's something that – Taylor Walls could, could add to his homework or to-do list. That, that would be part of uh, what I would tell him to work on is, hey, drop one side of the switch hitting component and learn how to be a tremendous, tremendous puncher because we know about his sprint speed. We know about his hustle. And I feel like that's something maybe he could fine tune and work on his game. I know that, you know, what people say about bunting nowadays, but I think that is um, something maybe if you're not getting it done, <laughs> certainly what, what, is going forth right now with him isn't working. So you might have to try something different, but I also don't think he is a guy that should merit uh, as many at bats or plate appearances as he did last season. I I see him as bottom of the order. Like you said, you know, uh, defensive replacement, 26 man guy on the roster, uh, spot start occasionally. Like I, I think a good spot for him would be maybe, 250 300 at bats or plate appearances a year and just kind of hey figure out what the best matchups are for him and and do it that way now that also could have a that could have a counteractive effect in a, not a good way of hey he's not getting enough reps at the big league level so i i don't know if there's really a a solution there but at the end of the day um he's here for defense and and that's what um, I think he's going to continue to provide. That's that defense should play, whether you're in the trop or one of the 29 other ballparks, which is, which is settling. And, and, and talking about defense, uh, we did mention DRS and, and he was graded very highly on that one. Outs above average did not like him one bit. He's actually on the second percentile on that. So, you know, I, I've always had my, my, iffiness excuse me for saying that very uh scientific uh terminology there but i i have some iffiness towards people that just blindly believe drs oaa like all the defensive metrics and then just make a narrative on a player on a single stat i cannot do that when there are two defensive metrics that have such a high variance on the same player you can't tell me that drs he was eighth in, in all short stops and then OAA has them um, basically as bottom of the barrel like just the, yeah. you do not want to play this guy like that high variance doesn't make sense and I know defensive metric whiz people are telling me well they are they operate differently defensive run saves and oh and outs of average 
uh, you know, they, their, their components are different. Well, then get better to metrics because people right. you, or don't build a narrative on, on one defensive metric at all because it, it's just – it's. I think it's folly. I think it's it, – you're, you're just – lying to people when you're just using one category to to basically paint a picture of a player when there was another stat that says the, the complete opposite you should encompass all of them yeah no i think uh it's definitely a balancing act and you have to take a little bit of this take a little bit of that look at the eye test i think it's uh, all inclusive um as far as a, a judgment is concerned now looking at taylor walls and his future with the team um do you see Taylor Walls on this 2023 roster? And I'll add this. Uh, you look at the 40-man as of today, and there are a lot of infielders. There are a lot of infielders. Um, so, and I mean, that's just kind of my point, is that uh, do you see them maybe trading Taylor Walls or another infielder to add to maybe the depth of the outfield situation, considering that uh, you're sure things really are only Manny and Randy, and I guess we can throw in Siri. After that, Josh Lowe and and, and Rayleigh, they're kind of question marks as far as that's concerned. So you, you, we've got like 10 infielders on the 40-man and, and five outfielders. Yeah. No, it's um, it, there's a glut. I, I believe that there will be some trades. We've talked about that ad nauseum, and we will keep doing that because it's the off-season people, and it's fun. Um, but will we see him next year? I think the Rays really do like his defense. Uh, right. If they didn't see him as valuable, they would have just sent him down. Why didn't they ever send him down? It's not like he's out of options or anything like that. They really like what he brings to the team. And what we can see that he brings to the team, high walk rate, he's a good base runner, and he's a solid uh, a glove man. Yeah, I mean that. So, so they they do like what he brings to the table. They could have kept Yu Chang. They didn't. They 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 chose to do Taylor Wall. So that to me tells me they like what he can bring. Mm-hmm. And unless they do something drastic, as in get an Evan Longoria for third base, and then get a Jose Abreu as well. So now you've got first base and maybe now you have a decision to make between Isak Paredes or Jonathan Aranda and, and Taylor Walls. Like then maybe his future is a little bit more gloomy and right. maybe a little more unclear, but <laughs> I don't want to be pessimistic on, you know, November 21st when we're recording this, but uh, it's not like the Rays just make, so many roster changes year to year. It, they, right. they don't. They don't. Uh, so, and I don't think they want to do that. I think they, they feel good with the core. So I'm going to have to lean to say that we will be seeing not as much as Taylor Walls because we're hoping Brendan Lau and, and Wander Franco are going to be healthy next year. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's going to be the 26-man guy in the roster and he's going to you know help Wander Franco stay fresh. He's going to uh, help uh, Brendan Lau stay fresh second, third defensive replacement. He's going to be a guy that gets ultimately around 200 and 250 at bats. If he's not traded. That's a very fair point. And um, there's obviously something or multiple things that the Rays like about Taylor walls, because there were certainly opportunities to 
give Jonathan Aranda a shot sooner rather than later or give Vidal Brujan another opportunity. And one thing to appreciate about Taylor Walls is you don't get as good as you get defensively by just uh, half-assing it, for back of, uh, lack of a better term. So he seems to be a guy that will really work hard to improve what he needs to improve upon. At the end of the day, though, um, hitting is very, very difficult, so I'm not sure necessarily uh, he's not turning into a 260-270 hitter anytime soon. In fact, I think the ceiling for him, correct me if I'm wrong, Ulysses, or, or push back, but I, I see a ceiling of like 625 to 640 OPS and between a 215 to 225 batting average. Like if you get that out of Taylor Walls plus his defense, uh, you should be um, ecstatic about that. If we had a contract right now that I could sign to see Taylor Walls (laughs) hit 215 and give me a 630 OPS, yeah, sign me up right now. I don't even – I mean that's a high ceiling from from what we've seen. It was ugly, people. It was ugly at the plate. It was ugly, and I think he would be the first guy to tell you that he was not happy with his results at the plate. I don't think Taylor Walls is saying, I think I did a pretty good job as an offensive player in 2022. Like, no, he's not going to say that. He, I mean, he looks at his numbers. He even, he even has more numbers than we do, the fandom does. So I, I think it would be kind of hypocritical to say, no, I, I think he did okay. No, like, like stare yeah. at the numbers. He didn't do well offensively. Right offensively he and, did not do well so yeah yeah average exit velocity ninth percentile hard hit percentage fourth percentile expected slugging second percentile expected batting average second percentile uh max exit velocity 21st percentile didn't barrel up much uh you know there's it's it's not very good if you look at the savant page from that that point of point of things. So, all right. Um, getting to uh, grade time for Taylor walls. Uh, and I will note and go back to it. Uh, the differences between the F war and the B war rate rating, uh, and then everything that we know about him, uh, what, uh, what letter grade and I guess, uh, number points will you be giving uh, Mr. Walls here? He passes, but, but barely I got, I mean, Mm. 71 70 okay. c minus c minus yeah all right uh i'm gonna give him a c solid c uh and that's being i think pretty generous compared to what others may have given him so uh, i'll give him 74 74 on the mark i think that's just uh just about a c there I want to gauge more race sense on this. So please head yeah. on over to our YouTube channel on the comments section. Please let me know what grade you would give Taylor Walls for his 2022 performance. And I encourage every single one of you to do that for every player of you. I want to, even if it's just two numbers, you don't even have to justify. You can just put 100. Well, you know, maybe you do have to justify if you put 100 on, right. on Taylor Walls' yeah. player of you. But yeah. And and let's also, again, Taylor Walls, I know people just want to look at the batting average and the strikeout rate and the on-base percentage and the slugging percentage and all that, but let's also take into account his lack of experience, what he did defensively, what he did on the bases, what he did in being available just about each and every day. I think you have to include all of that as well before somebody just says, oh, I give him an F. 
you know, let's let's be yeah. uh, realistic and, and fair in that regard. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.